My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with you. Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah. So, who are we talking about today, Matt? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark Palmer, here with another fantastic episode. It's Labor Day weekend. Enjoy this Labor Day off. We have a fantastic guest for you. His name is Seb. He has been heard before on the Confessionals podcast. We just had Tony on, and coincidentally, synchronistically... Seb happened to email me that same week that I had it booked a podcast with Tony Merkel. So I said, wow, we have to honor this synchronicity, get Seb on the podcast and hear him out. He's an astral projector, an average dude who's living a pretty off the grid life uh, and it hopes to start a podcast soon so follow up with him and wish him luck on his new venture i enjoyed speaking with him and he has a powerful message about bigfoot so stay tuned for that folks thank you for listening to the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast and show us some love on patreon we are an ad-free podcast if you heard the last episode that swapcast There were some ads in there, and I got to apologize for that. That was a mistake on my part. I should not have downloaded it directly from Andy's RSS feed. I should have used my own copy. But either way, ads aside, you will not hear ads anytime soon in the foreseeable future of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast because we have made the decision to not use ads. So... That's what we're going with, and I hope you guys support us on Patreon so we can keep this going and stick with this value-for-value model because I think people enjoy the show. When it's like this, a continuous flow, there's no breaks, there's no corporate sponsors, and uh, yeah, that's about it. So enjoy this conversation with Seb, and uh, check us out, patreon.com slash mftic. And then MyFamilyThinksI'mCrazy.com for more. We also have some scene videos on the Patreon. Very interesting stuff and more to come. I saw a a ship in the sky, a bright, brilliant light that I've seen a lot in my life. Just saw one the other evening, but, you know, 
very bright, brighter than any of the stars, lower in the horizon, obviously lower in the horizon, not outside of our atmosphere. And I see it moving along. In this case, I was out of my body and thought, oh man, I can go there. So I, I asked to go there and I, I felt myself being pulled and I went up very, very quickly. So I was traveling up, I was looking up at it and I was getting closer to the I'm moving very, very fast, and poof, I entered into it. I entered into a large room, not that large, like a good-sized living room of a space, and there was probably about 10 other people in there sitting on the floor, and there was the guy, the dude, and he's sitting in a chair in front of everyone, and he shoots me a glance, telling me to just, to just, sit down and observe and so I did like many of these people they have a presence in this this guy was he was pretty casually dressed sitting in a pretty normal looking chair the the room was didn't look like necessarily the inside of a spaceship as you would think of one seemed almost carpeted but he himself I mean his presence it's just you can't just there's just not words you know thing they're their their presence is so so powerful and so full of love and compassion and understanding awesome seb i wanted to get to know you a little better because obviously your message you sent me over email was pretty straightforward you said hey i'd love to be on your show check out my episode uh, with Tony Merkel. And coincidentally enough, I just had Tony Merkel on the podcast this afternoon. We talked and that episode will probably be out before this one comes out. So yeah, I was nice. awesome. I love Tony's show. I've listened to it for a couple of years. It's, you know, just synchronistically worked out to where now I, I know him, but but yeah, I thought, wow, this is awesome. What an opportunity. Can't pass this up. I listened to the the trailer because that's what you know he put i don't know maybe when he released it if it was in the members category or how that works but it's a members only episode so i'm sure it's you know really fascinating stuff if he was like okay this is only for the members and i feel like it's a privilege to talk to you so maybe first things first seb tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you found my podcast yeah man totally a little about myself I'm a guy. I live up here in the Northwest and have for a long time just been into everything, all concepts, spiritual and conspiratorial, and just been kind of think, trying to think outside the box for a really long time. Podcasts are just the, the, the thing, the, the, for me, the, just, the only way I choose to really try and stay in larger touch with the world and get some semblance of news in these crazy times. So, I mean, I found you just through the circuit of, of, of great podcasts and really jumped on, really just loved your, your way of doing things and just my sense of your personality from what I can pick up on it and definitely felt called to kind of reach out to you. Yeah, I do have pretty wild experiences to share out-of-body experiences out-of-body travel that i've 
that I've done in my life. It's always been something I've been really interested in, you know, getting into psychedelics at an early age and curious to know what, you know, experiences beyond the threshold of ordinary consciousness that I could actually have. And, you know, obviously that's a part of your story. What I felt was a sort of frustration and and it caused me to give up something that I read in your email. You said, you know, you had a, a hard time doing it when you first got into it. And then when you gave up trying to astral project. Yeah. I think that sometimes our own grasping towards the, towards the outcome, a specific outcome of what we're trying to accomplish can, can, can kind of block us. And, you know, from that outcome, if we're, if we're, um, too ambitious, you know, but I, you know, definitely putting in the work towards a direction yields fruit. It's like the, you know, it's been said forever. It's like you, you knock and the door will be open, you know, you ask and the, the answer is on its way. It just may take a while, you know? Right on. Yeah, no, I certainly have experienced that, but let's get into it, man. We're talking about underwater cities, UFOs, and even a telekinetic experience with Bigfoot. I'm sure there's way more in between. Yeah, there's a there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot right. more. And I'd and love to get into it. I mean, let's start uh, from the beginning. I mean, yeah, when when did this first occur to you that any of this would be even possible and and how did you first, you know, get into attempting to astral project? So, funny enough, it it's from my grandfather and he's an amazing guy, incredible artist, World War II, just a real, real unique human being. And I was really close with him when I was a teenager and he was the first one who kind of, he'd just tell me wild things about his life. And one, one thing he told me when I was probably 13 was he told me about how he used to operate the Burnside Bridge in Portland at night, raising and lowering if ships came through. And he would practice out-of-body experiences to have out-of-body experiences. And he had a close friend who the two of them were, had this agreement like, well, if you, if you can do it, you, you got to leave your, leave and come to my house and see what I'm doing so you can tell me. And so he, he told me about when he finally did that and went, you know, contacted his friend the next day and told him what he'd seen. His friend just called him a liar and was mad at him and said, you came and snuck, peeked in my windows and, you know, didn't believe him, thought he had just come in physically over and looked in his windows and told him <laughs> what he saw. So, so that, that's how I first heard about it. And it really piqued my interest, you know, and then when I was about uh, probably 17, 18, I saw in a bookstore, this book called Out-of-Body Experiences, How to Have Them and What to Expect. And I forget the author. I did look it up recently just to, just to see, and uh, yeah, the book's still around. And that was a great, great book. It, it really expanded my understanding into out-of-body experiences, and it gave a lot of really helpful uh, guidelines as to relaxation practices and visualization practices. And I did practice pretty consistently to 
to try to to try to get closer to being able to do do it and was you know pretty unsuccessful for that for maybe a year and a half two year period later i i'd say the most significant thing that happened was i read a book autobiography of a yogi have you ever read that no but i'm familiar with the book book. it's paramahansa yogananda ah okay interesting yeah we have had you know my friend yogananda or yogi zorananda on the show that's as far as i've gotten really into to yoga but he's someone who's had astral projection experiences as well to circle things back but please go into that tell us about this yeah well, that, that book really impacted me and led me to get more into meditation. And, and I actually went and lived for a few months at one of, their, one of the ashrams, you know, that, that trying to think of the correct term. I guess you just call it an ashram, but it's a, you know, monastery for practitioners of the self-realization fellowship which is what yogananda had started back in the 20s and that was really really helpful in my life i was about you know 20 years old and that really was helpful still i didn't have any out-of-body experiences probably for about another year and uh, they just sort of started started happening on their own I feel like certainly I'd put in a lot of work to to make it to where they could happen easier. One thing that I find I think is very important and helpful that I had done was getting more into fasting, doing temporary temporary fasting for, you know, several days at a time and even more than meditation, I feel like that really helped me to deepen my awareness and get my body to relax more to the state where I could was able to consciously leave my body. And that's, we're talking about out-of-body experiences. It's really, you know, just being able to notice and stay conscious as these as the process starts to happen and to yeah just to kind of have the meditative practice to just sort of let go and relax and and succumb into it without you know stop um, blocking yourself from trying to control the process would you say that fasting helps bring in that ability to sort of release because right you know hunger kind of brings us back into the moment constantly you know you can be sitting somewhere deep in thought and then all of a sudden you start to get hungry and it takes you out of that deeper mind state would you say that fasting and training yourself to be comfortable fasting was an important part of this overall you know, I can say that it was for me. For me, I, can, I can't speak for everyone, but I think that a developing a a deep an awareness of all these possibilities is step one. Knowing that it's possible, 
developed number two step two would be like finding in yourself an, a large hunger for those spiritual experiences and you know putting in work whatever it may be like for when i joined when i when i found the teachings of uh paramahansa yogananda that was a great gateway for me to do a lot of the spiritual work the practicing meditation the cleansing the the fasting all things that are really the cornerstones of yoga as it has been for eternity you know it's, it's not just like a stretching exercise you know Absolutely, <laughs> as, yeah. as yoga is, is is often seen now in the west and so so yeah, step one would be knowing it's possible. Step two would be having the hunger for it, doing whatever practices kind of seem fit for you to to work towards. And yeah, and so then uh, it started happening for me eventually. And And we can just jump right into that and start talking about... I mean, I think that we, there's enough... We get into that. I mean, I'm very curious to know like where the tipping point was for you because there seems like there was a moment where you gave up your expectations, right? And that might have at first not really been, it wouldn't have been maybe obvious to you or maybe it was that that would help the situation. But in hindsight, do you think like releasing your expectations or kind of giving up in a sense was what was that final straw that led to that first experience? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yes and no. I think that I was also just ripe for it, you know, in that I had, I still, it was, I was still seeking it, but, but honestly, you know, I was just so really at that time I was, I was really busy with a lot of other things. You know, I was, you know, trying to get into off-grid living, cutting firewood every day, you know, just, I, I was, I don't know, the time was ripe, I think. And I think that with, with that's, that's the only hindsight I could really put on it. Well, speaking of synchronicities, we're talking about Yogi Zorananda. His podcast is called Ripe, folks. Check it out, Renegade Yogi Podcast Experience. And I'd love to put you in touch with them. Cause I think you guys would have a lot in common and a lot to talk about, but yeah, let's get into that. I mean, obviously you had one or the first astral experience that was the first one. Was that probably the most memorable I'd imagine, or am I thinking of it wrong? Oh, that was a beautiful one. It was very beautiful. It was unique for sure. I feel like, I feel like every profound out-of-body experience I've had, which there have been a lot. The first one definitely was, I feel like they've all been designed, like they've all been guided. I'm a big time believer and knower that we have spiritual guides. And so I feel like in every case, in every experience that I've had, I have been guided and, and, and brought to places it's not been my own it's not all been my own just kind of like knowing where to and so yeah the first one was was really unique and and epic because 
I got to kind of see many different uh, levels of what I would call the spirit world where, you know, there's, there's different planes or levels of it. Some the highest that I've been to are just very, very beautiful. And everyone there is, is just, I mean, just love and wisdom to the max. And so it was a very healing experience for me. I, I went to the, the very high levels of the spirit world and I, I, I met with a, a woman who, and I'll explain the experience first of, of leaving your body because I feel that's very important. And I have explained this to other people in the past and then they have had a similar experience happen to them. And it's just, this is very important, I feel, and I don't want to skip over this, is that if you find yourself waking up in bed at, at night or popping out of a dream and you feel like you're a vibration sense moving through your body, and if you can just simply relax, that vibrational sense can increase and uh, increase and increase to where your everything is buzzing. Your whole your whole being is 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 almost electrically vibrating higher and higher. And for me, that's what I found is kind of the if if you relax into it, it'll take you right out of your body. And to mind, you know, and I love that you mentioned your grandfather being the inspiration for this because I'm in my grandfather's house right now. He passed away a couple of years ago, but in this house, I remember having what I can say was maybe my first close to out of body experience. I was laying very relaxed on the carpet in the living room and you know i'm pretty tall so any chance i can get to stretch out on my back is nice and i was just relaxed there and i feel this feeling like really like my soul i call it or you know people have different labels depending on their worldview but you know my mental sphere my soul was almost like expanding out of the envelope that is my body and floating up into the sort of ceiling of the room. And I remember looking down almost at my grandmother and my grandfather, and my sister were just kind of sitting there watching TV or whatever, as I'm just like laying mm -hmm. there with my eyes closed and I was very, very relaxed. But as soon as I had that conscious uh, awareness of it, it was like, it snapped me right back into my yeah. body because i was i was kind of a little shocked yeah that's it that's it man you because you can feel that floating up and out almost kind of like even sometimes like floating upside down and kind of like it, it can be really awkward but i mean the whole key is just stay calm and then get out of the house mm, and relax into <laughs> you just it. leave man get yeah relax into it and then you know, you can kind of, I, I stay pretty, I try to stay pretty calm until I'm the heck out of the house. And then, you know, I'll get out and then, then I'll, you know, start my journey from there. Wow. Or other times, is... or other times what can happen is, or, you know, I, you can go up, 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 up pretty, pretty quickly. It just depends. And I, and I, and I'll say it again is that 
always call on your spiritual guide. They are there. If if you don't believe they're there, we'll then ask for them to show themselves. And 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 eventually, you know, that's because I I'll get taken different places. And and it's always my my spiritual guides who have a big hand in that, you know, who I've met many times, sat and talked with many, many times. And I I'm a firm believer everyone everyone has that. It's just we need to develop our familiarity with 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 them because they're there regardless, in my opinion. Just my opinion. But Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I no, I the spiritual guide it's you're bringing up so much Seb, and I love that you reached out to me because that's the goal of this podcast owning who I am, you know, with the title, my family thinks I'm crazy, you know, owning it and and feeling, you know, welcome into this community of people who listen to the show and and participate in conversations and even like the guys who've inspired me who I've been blessed enough to have on this show, Greg Carlwood, you know, the Grimerica show. But either way, you yeah. know, this all started for me in that same vein of searching for my spirit guide and my higher self. I remember when I was really young and into all this stuff, you know, mostly inspired by my plant ally cannabis, you know, I wrote down, mm -hmm. you know, no, this is my spiritual name and, and this is who I am and this is my purpose and, and, and really felt that. And, you know, I, I probably still have that little notebook or whatever, you know, but, you know, connecting with my higher self is something that has really changed my life in a profound way. And I think it's a big reason why I found podcasts and I found the books I found and then, you know, had the compunction to create this podcast with all the series of events that unfolded. I've gotten into it many times on this show, but yeah, man, I, I'm really blown away when you say that you've had face-to-face -face interactions. Cause really, you know, I credit my imagination <laughs> as weak as it can be sometimes but that's really what I rely on. It's just imagining and creating the feeling and then believing it and letting go and then just being comfortable with letting it go and moving on. And, and one way that spirit has shown itself to me many times is through animals, you know, different animal guides. Mm -hmm. And, and that's one way that, you know, makes sense to maybe the, the worldview that I've grown into, but yeah, I'm curious to, to learn more about those interactions you've had with your spirit guides. Yeah, I mean they're the 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 greatest. I mean, just the have have really the my experiences of sitting of talking with many of my spirit guides and other people of that same caliber in in the spirit world have given me so much inner strength and faith in the beauty and the the power of high of the of of the higher conscious realms and, and just life in general that I don't, I, I have no idea who and what I would be without, without that in my life. And I would encourage anyone. I just encourage anyone to just really seek, seek it out. You know, it's not a religious thing in any way, shape or form. It's, you know, <laughs> it's just a part of life. And, you know, the fact that we all, die and we all have so many questions about death and where do we go and what happens and you know in my experience there's 
a whole other side of the coin. We're in the physical world and there's also the spiritual world. And through incarnation after incarnation after incarnation, we go back and forth, back and forth. And I've been to places in the spirit world where it's like a welcome home party for someone who just passed on. And it's just, I mean, I've never been to a party like that where there's so much love in the room, you know, not here in the physical world. Wow. Been to some pretty good parties, though, here in the physical world. But, but, but yeah, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I'd like to, yeah, dive in to talking specifically. So the first experience I had was when I went to the highest very high realms of the spirit world and there was this I'll I'll call people masters for lack of a better term or or angelic masters or whatever we could call them this woman was very large I mean comparatively to me she was probably twice my size you know and I'm six foot tall I mean she was probably 12 feet tall in this in this realm and she wore a green gown she looked very like polynesian like a big polynesian woman and she i've wondered if yeah maybe she's an expression of well i've thought of like green tara or something like but she was just very very powerful being and she brought me in and literally just picked me up and cradled me like 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 her baby and i i cried so hard i it was like i in that experience let go of like so much pain from my life up till then up till that point i mean i was 21 but you know or maybe i let go of pain from past lives i don't know but i cried like a baby in her arms and it was it was one of the most healing things i can think of ever you know wow i mean i'm um, curious to ask you if you know my girlfriend's name without telling you what it is no idea it's tara are you gonna say tara yeah tara, and tara? you just bring up i, I love yeah, that name and you bring that I up love out of nowhere tara. and it's like here's another synchronicity and yeah i mean obviously that wasn't knowledge that you could have known unless maybe you heard it on the podcast, but I, I trust that. You I'm, don't I, yeah. Well, and I and thought yeah, of, yeah. No, I but anyways, yeah, don't go, remember, go ahead. but yeah, it's the yeah. synchronicity of it all, you know, but either way, man, wow. I think that's something that we both resonate like this feeling of wanting to be embraced by the spirit world. I mean, I'm sure that must've been so profound, but continue. Don't let that stop the momentum. Cause I'm sure we're no problem. Yeah. More. Yeah, let's let's rattle through some cool cool experiences. I could tell you I some some more recent experiences. And though I'm talking in the last few years have been some really epic ones. One in which I I talked about with Tony when I was on his show, but I got out of my body and I went outside and kind of looking for where to go and and I saw a a ship in the sky, a bright, brilliant light that I've seen a lot in my life. Just saw one the other the evening, but, you know, very bright, brighter than any of the stars, lower in the horizon, obviously lower in the horizon than 
not outside of our atmosphere. And I see it moving along. And so in this case, I was out of my body. So I was very excited and thought, oh man, I can go there. So I, I asked to go there kind of, and I, I felt myself being pulled and I went up very, very quickly. And as I was traveling up, I was looking up at it and I was getting closer because I'm, I'm moving very, very fast. And whoosh, I entered into it and I entered into a large, not that large, like a good sized living room of a space. And there was probably about 10 other people in there sitting on the floor. And there was the guy, you know, and he, <laughs> I call the guy, but just obviously the dude, you know, and he's sitting in a chair in front of everyone and he shoots me a glance telling me to just, I understood it didn't need to be explained. He said, just sit down and observe. And so I did. And he was just giving guidance to people there. And as I kind of, kind of, yeah, just kind of settled in, I, I understood that he was talking with all these people and one by one, and he's giving them important guidance, but they were all outside of their bodies as well. Their, you know, their physical bodies are down below or around the, around the earth. And, and so for example, he was talking to these two women, these two 20 something year old girls, women. And he was explaining to them that they were going to meet soon and that their, their meeting soon would be the for the first time in this life and that it would have an enormous significance and that would be you know very helpful to mm-hmm. each other in the long term as friends and he was just kind of yeah explaining all that and yeah the, stuff like that and then went obviously the experience went on but it was a very very cool insight are you there yeah no I, i'm definitely oh. Definitely here. Tell me more about this head honcho figure. I mean, how did he look he in comparison cool. to I've met him I feel that I've met him I've met him in another experience as well. He was he looked like probably like late forties, early fifties. He had like a very, very short beard, almost like yeah, just very, very short all around beard, short. He was just like like many of these all these people they have a presence in this this guy was he was he was, a, he was a white guy pretty casually dressed sitting in a pretty normal looking chair the the room was didn't look like necessarily the inside of a spaceship as you would think of one it was kind of comfortable and kind of seemed almost carpeted but he himself i mean his presence, it's just, you can't just, there's just not words, you know, you just instantly know when you're around a being like this, that just, you know, and let, just shut up, you know, they, they are, they already know everything. Their, their, their presence is so, 
so powerful and so full of love and compassion and understanding that, yeah, it's what, just uh, what you're it's hard talking to about. It's really reminiscent of everything I've read about the ascended masters. I'm sure this is familiar to you, but would you say that all these beings that you've experienced in your many journeys into the other side have this same vibration or are there yes, other entities yes, that yeah i think that to describe ascended ascended masters it means that they have these are being these are people who have lived lifetimes here you know in life and death cycles but that they are graduated outside of that and that they their their levels of of understanding and wisdom is is so much more vast than than we can really understand so i do think that they they are in that way ascended outside of the circle of birth and death of they've in a way completed their personal karma or lessons or you know what they need to understand to to graduate these this realm and are now here like like teachers you know teachers in this big school that life you know life is yeah school earth as some call it so this experience where you're stepping onto the ufo this is in a dream this isn't something that happened no this is this is not a dream this is me leaving my body leaving my body uh, you know leaving the house going outside and then looking for where to go now let's get into the distinction there because right so we have this separation uh between the two in a, in a sense like one you're conscious and the other like when you're dreaming just to rest at night you're not always going on these journeys is that what you're saying there's oh no no element? no dreaming dream dream is a very important distri- distinction mm. now be- becoming conscious in your dream realm is an important step and it is that's that was outlined very strongly in the book out of body experiences how to have them and what to expect so it is important to like one exercise he he talked about in there is to ask yourself throughout your day am i dreaming to build a habit because if you can build a habit that then that can overlap into your dream world and lead lead you to where you're you can have more lucid dreams where you where you're aware that you're dreaming right and very i i have a lot of those where i'll recognize that i'm dreaming and then what i'll always do is start to try to fly because now i know i'm dreaming well that is a very important step to make because because what will happen a lot of times is then i'll wake up from my dream and i'm in my bed but the vibrational sense i'm loose from my body Mm. because for your energetic soul body astral body whatever we want to call it to become loose from your physical body your physical body has to be at a state of deep relaxation right and that's why it's important to in my opinion engage in things like some fasting or some cleansing because if our if our if our energetic body is too bound 
to our physical body, we kind of can't get loose. And so the more relaxed our physical body is, the easier it is to, to loosen, to get loose from it and Mm. travel out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you're bringing to mind the daily stress that living in the matrix, the society that has been put upon many of us, how much that instills this deep anxiety that forces so many people to try really hard to get into that relaxation step state, you know, because you're so it's, it becomes so foreign from our daily lives if you really oh yeah i mean we can we can be a ball of stress and tense muscles and go to bed that way and then wake up that way and mm. you know never really address the amount of enormous m- m- deep muscular psychic energetic stress that we're just carrying constantly day in and day out you know and i mean addressing that is is a big is a big thing in my life because i don't like to be a I don't like to be uh, tremendously uncomfortable, you know, I'm just like, I don't think anyone does, but I have practiced to learn that I don't have, understand that I don't have to be. And so I do a lot of things in my life to, to break and shake off and work out that energetic and emotional and um, physical stress. You know, I'm, I, I'm a big advocate of, Heart, you know, hard physical exercise like running is really good for me personally. It's really, really good. Going and very, very doing things. I've gotten into the Wim Hof stuff. Have you heard about that? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, that's 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 real powerful medicine right there. You know, and it um, seems like the yeah. overall theme here is intention plays such a big part in it. You know, intending on having this experience and and also intending to not be uncomfortable i mean yeah that's something that's really important to me i think you know one term that comes to mind is a sensitive person and in our modern day you know the term sensitive has so much baggage but really what's wrong with being sensitive you know we have our five senses to experience the world around us and we have all of these metaphysical subtle spiritual senses that we're still diving into i tend to think that we probably have just as many you know otherworldly sensory sensory organs as we do you know ordinary sensory organs probably in a sort of yin yang sort of you know correspondence law sort of way but yeah. you know as far as being sensitive you know i don't blame you for taking those steps and intending on being comfortable and doing what's necessary to create that state of being and yeah kudos oh to you, i mean man. just feeling great you know yeah. i mean I mean, really, it's just that we're in our, we're number one all at all times. We're in a relationship. Our primary partners is, is ourselves, you know, and we can, you know, treat, if we're treating ourselves well, then we can really help to treat another person well, you know, or to have the energy, to have the, the attention span. And the, anyway, I don't want to ramble, but. Sensitivity, I think, is greatly misunderstood in our society, which is, you know, mind fucked completely. And, you know, 
we're not we're not educated and especially as men we're not we're not raised and educated necessarily unless we have great parents the society is not raising us to be sensitive you know to have it's not a weakness especially in spiritual sensitivity is just fine-tuning our awareness and deepening our awareness and in, and in in my opinion in my experience it's only made me stronger as a person so so much stronger as a person absolutely yeah man and and, i mean speaking of diving in we are talking about underwater cities uh did this come sometime after the uh initial dive into the the ufo which you saw these people sitting in a circle you saw the the main guy yeah let's talk about that let's talk about that one that that was a that was a really really great one great one one of the best one of the best I've ever had, if not the best. I mean, that one was just, so it was, yeah, wait, I kind of wake up in the middle of the night, maybe from a dream. I don't know if it was, I don't remember the dream, but uh, I would kind of wake up and I'm loose from my body. So I kind of relax and I get out of my body and I leave the house and I get outside and I'm kind of looking just getting trying to see okay where should i go is there anything showing me any any sense that i have and i see on the horizon i could see the stars and i see on the horizon something twinkling at me that was you know extra and so i i have that same intent where i'm like okay take me there and i start flying through the air there and hurtling hurtling flying super super fast and I'm just kind of relaxing, waiting to arrive. And it goes on for a long freaking time. I mean, this was the longest I've ever shot at high speeds to get somewhere. It took a long, it was a long flight. And which was, which was definitely weird for me at the time. And there was actually, there was something different about that too, because there was some some pain that I experienced in that journey and which was strange. I, it just, I don't, I don't know what it means, but when I finally arrived, I would, I got into this beautiful courtyard with these, it's like pathways going between buildings and trees and flowers. And it's just beautiful, beautiful place. And I, I'm there and I'm looking around and this woman steps out of this building and she, she's like, oh, come in, come in. And she's like, okay, you know, she's basically like right on time, you know, like she, they were, they were expecting me. And so she's like, well, he'll see you now, you know? And so she leads me into this other room and that's where I met this incredible ascended master guide. This is the only time I'd ever met him. And his name was Chichi, and he was Hispanic looking, just, just beautiful, amazing, just fills your heart with joy to be around this guy. And he welcomes me and he, you know, he has me sit down, he he invites me to sit down and he, he sits down and he says, okay, he goes, ask away, like any question I have about anything. And I realized, you know, yeah, he can answer any <clears throat> personal or 
non-personal quest, anything at all. So the first thing I asked him is I said, where are we? You know, and he explained to me, he goes, we are in a city that's underneath, uh, you know, the bottom of the ocean. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, so I went on and I asked him many more questions, some very, very personal questions about, you know, friends that are no longer friends, distant, you know, things in my life, some, some, some things that were weighing heavily on my heart. And he answered all those questions. He, he, he was able to look into any situation instantly and give me a good answer. And, and then one of the last questions, and I found that I find this very interesting because this happened about this experience happened, I would say about four years ago. And one of the last, the last thing I said, well, I don't know. And I, I can't think of any more uh, questions to ask you. I said, tell me something that would be good for me to know. And he goes, okay. And he goes, in your, in your, in your world, they're going to be getting rid of money, cash. And that's going to be a big problem. And, and I was like, oh, wow. First, I've heard of that concept. Okay. <clears throat> and we kind of wrapped up our meeting, you know, hugged. And I was sad to leave, but the woman who was like, I guess you could call a secretary or something. She was, you know, his host bringing people in and out. She said, don't worry. You know, she like rubbed my shoulder. She's like, don't worry. You can come back. You know, not like we're saying goodbye forever. So, so I left. And, and yeah, so that kind of wrapped up that whole wow uh, journey. Yeah, and experience. Four years and, ago, you know, considering, you know, how yeah. new crypto was then and now how yeah. you know, present it is now. I mean, it certainly is a forewarning. Yeah, it was a forewarning. And now I'm seeing, I didn't understand before how they were going to, you know, the kind of what I'd call like new world order satanic fucking majesty how they would roll this bullshit out and try to get rid of money to enter their own technocratic total fascist control matrix that they want to establish but yeah getting rid of money now i can see now i can understand how they're doing that you know and from uh and from this ascending co mass... COVID's, COVID's travels on money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's all coming clear <laughs> now, I'm sure, day by mm -hmm. day. But for me, another synchronicity, Chi-Chi was a name that I yeah. gave to my first yeah. cat that I ever had when I was a little boy. My parents Dude, asked you're me... you're killing me on these. My parents asked me, what do you want to name you're your, killing your me. cat? And I named my cat <laughs> Chi-Chi. And you know, as a, a kid, you know, oh man, we're like many... three. What are we, three for three? <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, I just pulled the picture. I know you can't see the video, but I just pulled a picture no. of her out of my wallet because I've, you know, it's my first cat. I've always, you know, held, hold her, held her uh, close to my heart. But yeah, Chi Chi and Kiki were the first two cats I ever had when I was a kid. I named them myself. I was probably like three or four years old, hence the 
simple oh, nice. name, but I mean, wow, I never thought there was anything significant there until now. And Ascended Masters have always been very interesting to me. I have a picture of the Count St. Germain, you know, another synchronicity. Yeah. I wanted to do an episode of a Tinfall Hat on the Count St. Germain. And I thought about it. And I was like, all right, yeah, maybe we'll do that in a few months. And then, you know, something happened with a guest and Sam had a last minute replacement and it was Maverick Matthews, who's a very interesting guy. And they talked all about the Count St. Germain. And I'm like, wow, look at that. I'm helping, you know, create these nice. shows without even doing anything in a way. I mean, that maybe sounds a little nice. narcissistic, but to this synchronistic point of view, it's just like things can be influenced, you know, in this morphogenic field. And I really think that astral projection and out of body experiences are more proof in this total package that it's pointing to an energetic electric universe that we're living in yeah absolutely now when you yeah, were man. underwater i mean obviously this must have been a lot to take in you know in this underwater city do you think that is it possible that this place exists in like how do you define it i know this is obviously perspective based but how do you sure. how would you define it? Is this maybe like a real physical location under the ocean? Is this only existing in this higher layer of reality? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, I have thought about that a lot and I think my I think it's like this. What we describe as physical and non-physical is only based off our limited and scientifically screwed understanding of, you know, us growing up in this world, in this society, at this time, everything, we have a, a really crappy understanding of what is physical and not what is non-physical because really they're just different rates of vibration, vibrational energy. You know, it's like right. something that is, physical if you if it raises its vibration whoop, it, it can then enter being non-physical to someone with physical eyes looking at the situation mm. you know and that's, that's limitation so... is in the eye of the beholder just like yeah. beauty you know yeah, that's so in sync with what I brought up with Tony. I'm like, you know, you've talked to all these different people who've experienced so many different things. How much do you think intention plays into it? And I almost think that, and the other thing we mentioned was like how recording equipment, like this record piece of recording equipment that Tony had broke right when he was, you know, about to experience something. And then he experiences this like Bigfoot scream and coincidentally or synchronistically the microphone cord was broken. So he couldn't record that Sasquatch scream, you know, and that seems to be like the convenient excuse to every skeptic who might be looking at this from a limited perspective. But I think the fact that multiple people are experiencing this is more evidence that we're dealing with an energetic presence that's affecting our electronic equipment that also, you know, oh, for runs sure. on electricity. But, you know, going yeah. back to your wheelhouse, it's, it seems to me like, you know, it's energy first, quite obviously. Oh, of course. And light and vibration energy is, yeah, 
vibratory rate of that energy. Yeah. That's when people talk about different dimensions. Right. And what my understanding of different dimensions is we're just talking about different vibratory rates. Yes. So they're all, you know, there were coexisting. We could have a deceased relatives standing by our side and going, yay, you know, cheering us on and saying, Hey, I love you. You know, that'd be like a great ghost, you know, to have, but we can't see them because their vibratory rate is so much different that our eyes can't pick up on it, you know, or we can't hear them. It's just things that are outside of our vibratory rate. We could call a different dimension, you know, but we are the limited dimension. Our, our, our awareness, our perspective is the limited dimension that all these other dimensions are cycling, are, are existing around. Right. You know what I mean? It's the, yeah, it's like the collision point or the nexus point between all these different realities. And based on how you know, far your knob is turned up, you know, you're able to exactly. engage with most of it or the least of it. And you know, one thing... And only comes- you... And only you can turn your knob. Right, right. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we want to get into, Seb. How do we turn yeah. the knobs? How did you turn that's your a, knob? That's the most important part, man. That's yeah. the most important part. That's the meat of it, you know? Um, uh, you know, and like, like I said, I'll go back to the same things I said, which is, you know, knowing it's possible, right. desiring it's possible. And taking some action, and I, I, I you know, I'm not going to stand here like a, a guru and tell people specifically what to do. I know that in, you know, the who I would call one of my gurus, who you can read his book, you know, one of my guides, Paramahansa Yogananda, who I've met in the outside the body realm, you know, he. I, I follow the the kinds of guidance and practices that that he suggests, which is just you know clean, clean, healthy living. I don't meditate all the time. It's really just you know expanding your mind, expanding your awareness is is a push, is a push. It's like it's like a plane taking off. You you it takes all this fuel and all this energy and all this push to get off the ground. You know. And, and, but, you know, once you, once you're off, once you're outside the box, it, you know, things can just happen easier. If that, does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And, uh, you know, you brought up having this experience with the yogi himself. I mean, let's get into that. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Really beautiful. I will outline it really quickly just for the sake of anyone who would like to hear it he's such a such a powerful he, you know he i saw videos of him when i when i lived at self realization fellowship he would invite doctors we're talking like 19 1930s 1940s he would invite medical doctors and people from universities to come and meet him and he would sit down and they would have their stethoscopes and their whatever they could have medical tools. And he would say, 
I'm going to copy his accent too, because he's just great Indian accent. He would say, <clears throat> now I will enter super conscious awareness and my heart and breathing shall cease. <laughs> and he would, his spine would become straight. And doctors would check no pulse, no heartbeat, no breath for for extended amounts of time he could do this he could do this all day you know wow yeah no and that have you have you yeah no yeah and that's you know in that time period i mean so much happened people think of like oh pre-world war ii nothing was going on yeah he was a powerhouse he was he was in a he was an absolute powerhouse of bringing the Eastern awareness and practice of meditation of higher, higher yoga, Kriya yoga to the Western world. Just an amazing being. But when I met him in this, uh, cause he passed in the fifties, he, he, he told everyone, he said, Hey, this is it taking off, you know, basically told all his closest devotees and then yeah gave a talk and then basically just left the body and they call that mahasamadhi in 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 eastern vedic yoga so when i met him it was i was it was right right after i read the book and after it was a while after he it was just me and him in this beautiful in this room and he passed he gave me a hand that was carved out of like a crystal like a pink and purple like a rose quartzy rose quartz amethyst kind of thing right and it was called a hand of service and he gave it to me and i took it and i held it and i looked at it and i was like wow it's so he he said it's very beautiful isn't it and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, so beautiful, you know. And he's like, feel the stone. And I'm feeling it. And he's like, he's like, it's really, really hard stone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, that was not easy to make. And so his whole his whole message was like, kind of like, don't fool yourself, kid. Like this this path, this the 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 hand of service. A service to what to humanity to you know a higher calling all this he's like it's not easy you know this is not easy to make as beautiful as it looks you know it's going to require some real effort some some real work you know something right. like that yeah no i mean yeah. it, a lot of pressure it takes a lot of pressure to create a diamond that's what they say that's yeah, yeah. absolutely and i mean minerals are something that i think transcend physical reality i've collected minerals since this journey started for me and i think they definitely help facilitate a more relaxing state of being in your immediate environment when you have them placed around your room and but what can you say oh, towards things that you've experienced in the out of body you know do these physical objects that you can touch there come back to you in ordinary reality or are they strictly there 
I don't really know. No. Yeah. Never like, yeah. I, I, I just wonder I, if I a crystal could about. ever, you know, like appear, like you see it in a dream in, in this out of body state and then, you know, it appears in I, your life, you know, that would be awesome. It hasn't, it hasn't happened to me, but that I hope it does. Cause I believe that's possible. I absolutely believe that's possible, but I just can't say that it's necessarily happened right to me. So, so obviously this hand of service, this is something that, you know, you, you didn't take lightly. And since then, I'm sure it's affected you. What, what can you say since? I mean, is this, was this the first and only time that you've met with the yogi or was there more time? Yeah, that's the, that's the only time I've met with him. Many other guides though, you know, I've met with, um, some that are talked about in the Theosophical Society through Madame Lovatsky. There's, there's masters that she talks about, like Moria, Kutumi Lal Singh. I, I believe I've met some of them. And yeah, many, many others. Some I don't know their name. You know, I'm not aware of what their names are, but I, but I have seen and and talked to them also just others you know i've i've you know, cool experiences you know like so there's been times i've been brought to a place and and they they've instructed me this was just a, a guide i can't tell you what his name is i'm i'm not i'm not aware of what his name is really but he brought me to a place and he showed me this guy who was really stuck he's stuck in the physical realm he 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 is, he's dead. I don't know if we, he knows he's dead. He's like haunting an area. And, and he kind of shows me this guy has like some major addictions that are keeping him here. And so I just was kind of sent like, Hey, go in and go on, go talk to him, you know, see if you can help. And so, you know, I've had experiences like that. And that's very interesting. I think that I think that, you know, the, in the spirit world and the spirit realm or anybody in, in, in the non-physical, they do, you know, they do a lot of that kind of work, you know, like cleanup, you know, from the wreckage of people's life, lifetimes, you know, where people can get stuck here right. for a lot of different reasons and can haunt an area, you know? Right. Yeah. Have you experienced that? in your ordinary life where you go to an area you feel that the energy is a little off and and then maybe oh totally oh totally yeah i'm i'm sensitive enough to 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 be aware that i'm you know yeah absolutely i mean i don't have any i can't really think of any things that would be too extraordinary to talk about but uh well, I think places yeah. is typically significant. So I guess more the direction I'm aiming at is like what, you know, what physical locations have you experienced in this out-of-body state that then you go to in your ordinary state of life? Or does that not happen? Am I not, you know, getting it? Cause no, mostly, mostly, mostly it'll be like the place that I'm at is just my, my home and then I'm leaving my home and and then quickly being taken somewhere else farther away that is 
you know, that I, yeah, and, someone and are, that I, I couldn't get to in my physical. And are these experiences that you have with individual guides, you know, a, are they like at milestones in your life, turning points in your life, you know, certain synchronistic messages that you need? They're definitely there when I need them. Mm. You know, there've been, there've been some hard times that, that I've gone through where I've really needed some guidance and, and they've definitely happened at those key times and, and also at other times when it's, when it's ah, anymore, you know, they happen every so often and I don't, I don't make an enormous effort to try to make them happen more though. I think when I think about it, I think that's kind of kind of silly because I I think I'd actually like it to be happening a lot more, and I just get caught up, you know, like everyone else does, you know, in their in the daily life and work routines, and but I'm at a good place in my life now, and I and I'm definitely intending to to work on it more and see if I can can't just make it happen a lot more regularly or which I've heard people talk about, like they say they can do it at will. I mean, that would be amazing. That'd be something I, I haven't, I can't say that I've, I'm really, I'm not really there yet with my ability to make it happen at will. Well, I'd love to put you in touch with Joe Roop. I know he's definitely, I don't know. I don't want to speak too much for him, but I, I know he's at least experienced it as well and, and maybe would be someone who would enjoy talking to you on his podcast, Lighting the Void. But yeah, man. Oh, I'd I, love to. Yeah, I'd love to, yeah. I definitely would love to. You want to you wanna talk, him, you, but... you want to jump into another really cool experience? Please, yeah. Okay, okay. We, we really should touch on this one because this was just badass. And now I am very interested in Sasquatch outside of just in my, in my regular life. I got yes, into it I because I'd heard, I met. Weird. Yeah, let's get on this. Let's get on this. Well, so I know I say like, it is I, because the place is so significant. You go to these wild places where so little people are and you have these encounters, but I'll say no more. Take it away. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm I'm into this subject of Sasquatch because I've lived out in the country, pretty far out, and and I a lot in my 20s and at different times of my life, and and I've known a lot of people in those areas who I just very salt of the earth, good people, and they've told me about their Sasquatch experiences, encounters, and so I just have believed in it and. And, you know, a few years back, I had my first encounter, which was hearing one behind my cabin, making its enormous sound that they make. It's kind of like a, you know, and it woke me up and it made that sound many more times. And, and it, it kind of, I just, I knew what it was. You know, there's just, it's such a powerful thing to hear them. Now I go out pretty often, as often as I can. And I've, I've been around them. I have a place I go where I know they usually are. And I've been around them a good handful of times now in my life. I haven't seen them in the physical, 
I had one guy tell me that, you know, if you do see them, you kind of wish you hadn't because they're, they're so <laughs> large and intimidating. But uh, anyways, I had an out-of-body experience where I got out of my body, left my home, got outside, and was kind of looking to where to, for where to go. And I ran into, boom, up walks my stepdad, who had, I was very, very close with, and he had passed on about a year before that. And it was so awesome to see him. He was in his younger form, you know, looking, you know, looking when he passed, he was, he was pretty overweight and, you know, 60 something years old. And, you know, but as I ran into him out of body, he was, you know, back in his youthful state, looking great. And, we just saw each other. We just, we hugged and we wrestled and we just, it was, we just so awesome to see him again. And so we kind of hugged it out and then we parted ways and I went on walking off just through the meadows of this area that probably some out were out, out through the woods by where I live. And I was kind of flying. You can move really fast. You can travel pretty fast. You can somewhat fly out of the body. So I had kind of covered some ground. And it was, the sun was coming up. And I'm at this field where is, you know, I'm 200 yards across probably. And I see on the other side of the field, three Sasquatch. And I call out to them. And they look at me and they kind of they just turn their back blown me off like you know and so then i again i'm like no no hey hey and they look back and i put my arms up in the air and i kind of crouch down on my knees and i'm like i'm kind of pleading with them to come over and they do they turn they walk across to me they get right up to me and i'm just stay right where i'm at and there were there were all three of them were male the the Two were the, on the outsides were the adolescent ones or whatever. And the guy in the middle was the older one. And yeah, they were just freaking probably like, they're probably like uh, eight, nine, eight, nine feet tall. You know, they're like, if you put up a sheet of, this is how big a Sasquatch is. If you like put up a sheet of plywood, like a four by eight sheet of plywood, right? They're like, they're that freaking big. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy how big they are. And they're, and when they were standing in front of me, they're, 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 they don't like their energy is really abrasive. You know, they're like, you feel like they're, it's like they're, they seem angry, you know? Mm. And the older one said to me mentally, he said, you need to understand this. He said, we're in, we're not evil. You know, like that's all he said was this. We're not evil in any way. We're just very upset with what humanity is doing to this planet. Mm. And that's it. He's like, boom, that's it. And he didn't say boom, but 
<laughs> but anyways, that was it. They turned their back. I was like, I just was nodding like, okay, I get it. I understand. And they just turned their back and poof, walked off. Wow. And it's almost so, as if they exist in both realms simultaneously. And, and like, yeah, man, I mean, considering I, I'm sure you've, you've seen the topic, at least if not listened to some of the episodes, but with all this stuff we're learning about lost history and rewritten history, you know, how giants play into the history of this land and then Sasquatch as well. I mean, we know that indigenous <clears throat> cultures all around this continent have stories of Sasquatch like creatures. And we know also that these cultures are more in tune with this deeper state of harmony with nature, the kind that you might find through yoga or yeah. any other, you know, spiritual practice. But yeah, man, I, I find it, absolutely fascinating the connection and how all of it weaves together you know like bigfoot being this sort of uh, you know steward of nature like pan you know the spirit of nature the green man you know all of these legends even from you know european mythology that connect to that you know enkidu going back to the bible you know yeah it just makes sense that these creatures are somehow really a part of who we are and that's a big reason why it's pushed off to the fringe and, and made to be you know uh non-fact oh yeah 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 Fiction. by small minds yeah exactly yeah. or at least you know they're yeah. trying to corral us into that thought process but it seems like you, oh, know, forever, you had yeah. a, a very you know similar sense of bigfoot that most people get it's like very forbearing sense these things are intimidating you know people who see them in ordinary states of consciousness mention a, a smell a big stench and you know something that i've learned about is like how much aroma and and smell plays into our spiritual senses and our higher consciousness you know this like yeah, incense mm -hmm. of the temple and all these different preparations that you go through to clean yourself before you do some sort of ritual and whatnot you know it's smell plays a big part in how we can relax you know lavender sage things like that are mm -hmm. well known but i'm sure that's a big part of your practice are there any other things i mean other than the you know message from sasquatch that you experienced during that event uh, you know that was that that pretty much culminated that experience What can you say the, towards like so just the, to talk about Sasquatch for a second? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. No, go oh, for yeah. It. I just, I mean, I definitely think that they are, they're more in control of their abilities to be. I think we as humans have this ability as well to, to, to be physical or, or to raise our vibrational rate, to be non physical. I think that many shamans and Native American and different cultural practices have have you know mastered those levels i think that you know there's physical physical humans who can who can do those things too who can do but i think the sasquatch are very in tune with it and they they are also in tune with their psychic abilities their ability to communicate telepathically you know i've 
I've experienced physically where I've uh, gone out to where there's a family group of them and me and my best friend were really into this. We'll go camp out there and we'll bring them what they love, man. They love apples stuffed with peanut butter. So we, we brought that and, oh, they just grab them up and we'll make a little gifting site, you know, not too far away from where we're, we're camping and really close. And they'll come grab them up. We'll go check throughout the evening. And they've, they've got more and more of them. And they'll surround us and make all their calls. They so many different sounds and calls that they can make. And I make no attempt whatsoever to record them or do anything like that. I'm not trying to prove it to the world. I'm just, I just love being around them. And, and they're too smart to trick them. You know, they just don't even try is my, is my advice to anyone interested in the subject. You're just, you're just limiting your own experience. So yeah, I just have a great time. I don't feel threatened. I've never felt threatened when I'm around them physically. The, the younger ones are really active in, in doing their calls and they get a kick out of it. I think they enjoy being around or at least they enjoy being around me. I'm, I'm sure they did. They might not like being around hunters out there shooting their guns off because it's their house, you know? Um, But, well, and that's that state of gratitude that, you know, we really need to settle into if we're going to really experience something worth, you know, worthwhile in nature. You know, so many people were just talking about this with Brandon Tom Thomas from the, uh, expanding reality podcast and yeah gratitude is extremely important uh i'm sure you've experienced that you know you've you've done a lot of work you know in yoga and and to connect with these ascended masters i mean you must be in that state already that's probably you know old news to you but i think you know yeah well the thing is this is like it's is that i would just say real quick i don't want to cut you off but i would just say i I am, you know, not all the time though. Not, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. I'm not saintly at all times. You know, I mean, I'm, I get stressed out. I get pissed off. You know, it's like, I'm only, I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not that different from a lot of people, you know? Right. No, and um, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I I'd never, I would never myself. want, I would never want to be put on a pedestal. Well, um, I hate to do that to you then, <laughs> but yeah. either yeah. way, you know, when you, when you want to, you know, for, for the listeners who want to experience this yeah. themselves, I think you're someone who can stand as a mentor being someone who has experienced that maybe one question I will ask is like, you know, intention, right? You're, you're painting the picture for us pretty clearly that, you know, you don't have the intention of proving anything to the world. You don't want to expose these creatures whether they're physical, non-physical, or a balance of both, which I think both of us agree it's probably that. But yeah, man, I totally agree with you. And I'm eager to go out and experience that myself. You know, sometimes I will say like I go out into the forest by myself and fear sometimes gets in the way of me maybe experiencing something that uh, would have been really great, right? I remember one time I went to this place in Connecticut called Makamudis State Park. And I read all this 
folklore about it and you know i get there and i have this feeling like hmm like this is there's something here i definitely feel something and it just didn't sit mm-hmm. right with me so i left you know and maybe that was the right decision maybe it was a wrong decision who knows but i i think intention and fear plays a big part in you know what we experience right. when we go out into these wild places where there's only really our consciousness affecting the world around us no i hear you yeah it's always good to have a friend it's always good to have a friend with you yeah and well and that's what i mean though is like when you're in like a suburb or you're in like a city you know there's so many interfering signals so to speak that like these paranormal or otherworldly experiences are kind of you know phased out by the static so it's like when you go out into these wild spaces, yes, there's a lot of room for a creature like Sasquatch to exist, but also energetically or in this like simulation worldview that people like to talk about today, you know, however you want to analog analogize it, you know, the, uh, the fact is, is when you go out into these wild places, wild things happen. And, and one of those things is, running yeah. into creatures like sasquatch or the dog man like tony talked to us about you know that was kind of new to yeah me. that's some creepy shit i, I don't yeah. think i want to run into the dog no, man. But, it, but do you think that like you know obviously you're coming from a more heart-centered place starting with yoga to get into this stuff but do you think it's possible people are out there experiencing out-of-body experiences and not understanding what they are maybe like having nightmares and just being in this fear state of mind yeah i definitely do i definitely do i mean i was in my earlier youth i was definitely tormented by some lower negative entity stuff and some pretty pretty scary shit i mean you know where you know something's bumping me in the middle of the night or you know something's like some presence is on me being real lecherous almost almost kind of like a spiritual rape kind of feeling you know it's really gross gross lower entity crap but once i learned that all i had to do See, the difference between lower and higher spiritual reality is that lower spiritual reality does not honor free will. But higher spiritual reality does honor free will. So you have, we have a lot of higher spiritual help on our side. And I could make an analogy of like, <clears throat> like a WWF match, right? All you got to do is tap in your, your, your guy on your side. You just got to tap him in. Otherwise he can't enter the ring. Right. And then beat, beat some ass, you know, lay down the law. Yeah. These beings can't interfere into your life unless you, you ask them to. And yeah, I I think in big ways they can, they can, they can come in in big ways if you just freaking tap them in, you know? Mm. And so it's like, I think the last time that I ever got messed with by some lower entity stuff, I immediately called on my guides. All I do is I'm just like, and, and if it's like, I could, I could see how maybe people would be like uh, skeptical or apprehensive, 
but if you want to qualify it in a in a way that you feel good with qualify it like this any of my my guides my higher guides guides of love wisdom you know compassion peace harmony all good qualities any of my higher guides please help me you know and that's a prayer that is a real deal prayer with real deal effect and you're giving your you're giving you're asking for help and i've when i did i mean it's never nothing that i think lower entity stuff stays the hell away from me because of yeah it's not gonna work you know mm. yeah you make this conscious conscious choice to you know create your reality in that way with intention and invite the presence of your higher self your guides you know engage with that center yourself with your higher self wow man yeah this is all important stuff this is these are the keys that people can use to unlock these are the keys man this is yeah. these are to me i think the most important keys you know the most important keys is you know seek and you'll find knock and the door will be open mm. have, believe have faith i mean if you don't fully believe well then just give it a shot you know what i mean and 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 things that you know things that expand your awareness into the realm of what is possible are very key you know like i would highly recommend reading the book autobiography of a yogi mm. just i mean that is a you know, here in the Western world, we're not we're not brought up with much of an understanding of like the reality of people who have transcended to a more master uh, master yogi, masterly kind of realm. Whereas, you know, in the traditions of yoga and in in the East, that was that's a lot more understood for a long time. You know. And so we just kind of have to expand our awareness into, you know, truths and realities that have been here all along, have been here forever for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, nothing against, nothing against, you know, the Western world's practices of Christianity and whatnot. But I mean, it's, you know, gotten pretty played out. <laughs> <laughs> or i don't know just not not as interesting or exciting to me not as action-packed as what you'll find in say book like uh autobiography of a yogi you know right yeah no and i appreciate the recommendation i encourage yeah. know, everybody who listens to read something you know it's definitely helped me in my journey to have books around and be able to dive into different subjects that you wouldn't find you know typically now thanks to podcasting we're able to talk to interesting folks like you but yeah seb i mean this has been a lot of fun dude i appreciate you joining us here before we wrap up is there any place where folks can get in touch with you or are you just going to remain low-key do you have any plans to make your own podcast one day what are your thoughts on oh on man yeah the only thing blocking me is I'm just so not, I'm not good with computers. I could put in more work and get better, but it's been an, it's been a, it's been a thought for me, but 
I just, I just really appreciate the chance to share. You know, I, I love what you're doing. I love your podcast. I, I've, um, since I found it, I've been listening to it a lot. So I was really, really excited to get a chance to talk with you. You could find me, um, at Sebtastic, C-E-B-T-A-S-T-I-C on Instagram, the easiest place. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more into uh, stand-up comedy. It's been a long time, think dream for me. Just something I've wanted to do for a long time. So I'm doing that. I'm posting, I'm posting my stand-up bits on there. I will be more and more and more. Yeah, I'm just kind of. I mean, in my general life, I'm kind of just a joker and kind of a comedian. You know. Yeah, right on. I think you need to definitely make a podcast then and blend all of your interests. I think people, especially when you dive into some of these topics that I'm sure you and I love to get into with our podcast listening habits, it's like I love Tinfoil Hat because it is the comic relief mixed with the truth bombs and the red pill. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, someone like yourself who has all this knowledge and has his relationship with the other world and ascended masters like somebody with your sense of humor however that unfolds as you become you know more and more adept at comedy yeah dude podcasting that's the way to do it i think you know you're welcome big time yeah cooperative that i found it i don't know if you've heard much about it but i would love to help you out as this journey moves forward for both of us but dude i gotta go it's late I love talking to you, man. I love the email. I appreciate this fantastic dive into your life and and some really awesome experiences that I hope folks listen to. And then that provokes or inspires a change that they can make in their life and, and engage with this other world. I know, you know, from reading the far journeys of Robert Monroe and journeys out of the body with Robert Monroe and the whole Monroe Institute, reading that back when I was in, you know, right out of high school delivering Chinese food, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Never had the experience other than the one I, I kind of that came to me as we were sitting here, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to dive into it more. I hope we can talk about this, you know, off the air more and uh, dive into it. But dude, I appreciate you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening folks to the, my family Think some crazy podcast. And if you want to show us some love, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash MFTIC, where the synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now is. And Seb, you have mm-hmm. added a lot of fuel yeah. to the fire for that. Journey. Yeah. And I will just say to the, I'll say to all the listeners, man, you know what? Tip this man because he's filling up your cup. Oh, thank right? you. Right. Thank you. Dude. Bartender of truth. <laughs> and uh tip this dude you're too kind and i'm excited to put you in touch with joe like i said and sam as well i think you'd be great on on zero uh his spiritual podcast or tinfoil hat as well oh, that'd be amazing man that'd be great and thank you so much dude i really enjoyed talking with you and just consider me your friend hit me up anytime Right on. I do. And likewise. All right. We'll be in touch. Okay. Later, Mark. Take it easy. Bye, Tara.